Okay, here we go. The Pen and Maggie Show. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio the dial. The Pen and Maggie Show. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and laughs. Go. <laughs> Welcome to the Planet and Mikey Show. Welcome to episode 75 of the Planet Mikey podcast, brought to you by Pepto-Bismol Gel Caps. When you've got nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, which generally happens to you when you accidentally listen to WEI, say around 6 o'clock at night, oh. <laughs> I'm Peter Puller, well-paid staff announcer coming to you from the Smoky Studios at Pelham Island. With Navy vet and producer extraordinaire William Bill Smith. Aye, aye, sir. And underpaid and overappreciated Ben Kitchen, <laughs> better known as Young Ben. And, of course, your host tonight, wearing pants for the first time this week, <laughs> excitable boy Mikey Adams, who, in his own words, hasn't done shit in his life to make his four children want to talk to him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Peter. <laughs> hey, thank you, Peter. What a dick. I know, he's a prick. Oh, that's something, huh? That's all right. Tonight, we're going to do a few wellness checks on friends of the podcast. We're going to make sure they're okay, yeah. you know, during these, as, as the overused phrase is, during these uncertain times. Yes, and we're all in this together. You know, I mean, if, if people, if there was no such thing as depends, underpants, then uncertain times wouldn't mean shit <laughs> to anybody. Time's always certain. Always moving forward now at we're the same find, pace. Yep. We're going to check in on some of our pals and find out just how pandemically inclined they might be. You know, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. I hear you. Yeah. What was that again? Huh? <laughs> Can you call me tomorrow and let me know what that was? Yep. But first, let's wish happy birthday to some hot chicks. All born on April 28th, which is the date of this recording session. Well, how about that? Can you I, ready for this list? Yeah, I'm ready. Hot now or hot at least just, once? Just go with hot. Okay. <laughs> All right. The first one was born on October, or rather April 28th, uh, 1941. Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. 79. Wow. Still hot. Would you? I just saw her recently. She looks really good. Would you, though? Elvis did. <laughs> yeah, that's Elvis right. did. That's right. He, he did. did. He, the fact that he's been dead for 43 <laughs> years is kind of a sad. Anyways, uh, hot chick number two. Happy birthday to... Bridget Moynihan. Oh, yeah. She banged Brady. We see her on uh, on uh, Blue Bloods. Yeah, so Ann Margaret banged Elvis and uh, Bridget banged Brady. She's 49 today. Yeah. Uh, born in 71. Number three, Penelope, uh, Penelope Cruz. Oh. She's Spanish. Yeah. She's With, a woman on top. She's got tetas grandes. You know what those are? Mm, yeah. Not really. She's 46. And uh, number four on our list of hot chicks born on this date. Jessica Alba. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Everybody always does it. We say Jessica Alba. They go, ooh, yeah. Because yeah. she's almost perfect. Yeah. She has a, a barcode that doesn't work when Ben scans her. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go, boop. Anyway, uh, happy birthday to all And by the way, one other birthday today is not a hot chick. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. 70 years old. Today. Yeah, Jay Leno. He's only 70. Jay Leno, huh? yeah, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's funny. Uh, so, um... <laughs> Charlie Baker extends the lockdown until May 18th. That oh. happened today. Oh, great. Yeah, that, that'll make some business owners happy. I'm huh? thinking he might be kind of a six-foot-five puss. Do you think he's really a Republican? I don't know. Man. Bill, as a small business owner yourself, yes. how has this negatively affected you? Well, I'm fortunate. I have a home studio. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And I'm still employed by my, grace, my, my wonderful employer. Right. 
And uh, so, but and I'm those, working remote. Side job isn't working out. That, yeah, but I'm talking about five dollar knuckle rubs you were given. <laughs> the guys, <laughs> the guys, <laughs> I feel bad happening. about. I have a ton of musician friends, and all of them, 100 percent of them, out of work. There are no gigs. There's nothing. So Guitar players too. Yeah, all of them. Oh, they, so they're not coming in. No, they. In fact, well, the social distancing thing. We we had a band in here. It's been a month and a half now. Yeah, and that really? was it. That was the last one. Yeah. And you know, guitar players are high strung, but you know, if you talk to any of them, Jesus tell them not to fret. You know, things will pick up. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, folks, Sorry. for listening. Yeah, I know. Okay, shut up. <laughs> all right. So Charlie Baker, why doesn't he just do it by county? I, I looked. I looked at the map today. It's all in uh, Suffolk County, right? It's not out west of any. There's not nothing going on with this coronavirus. I predict a backlash. I, I predict social uprising. Uh, I predict it's going to happen. People are just going to ignore. I mean, they're arresting people around the country. Two yeah. old people, 93-year-old couple, right. on the beach sitting in lawn chairs. Right. Well, apparently, for some strange reason in California, you can't have the lawn chair. You can sit on the sand. And they're not near anybody. Maybe it's because they were old and wrinkled. No one wants to see them. You and know, there's a, there's a, it's a public nuisance. Thing. Cop on a horseback <laughs> comes up. He wasn't wearing a mask, by the way. And he kicked them off the beach. Was the horse wearing a mask? The, as a matter of fact, no. Son no. of a bitch. I know. <laughs> Wilbur. But what's going on with that stuff, man? That's crazy. <laughs> it is ridiculous. You can't play golf. Golf is a naturally social distancing sport. One guy goes up on the tee. He's 15 feet away from the next guy who's going to hit. They go out in their own separate cart. You drive away. You're on the green. You're putting from different places. You don't touch the pin anymore. They don't have to. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm pissed about it. I'm thinking Massachusetts is just kind of a wuss bag state. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so mass holes. Yeah, but you mass holes, yeah. you know. Um, so we got a couple of guests we're going to do. Let's do, why don't we get, why don't we get right to it? Let's glasses. call Steve. By the way, Smitty, see these glasses here, these readers? Yes, yes, They're sir. busted. You broke them. Could you make sure next time I come in this studio, there's a fresh, brand new pair? Yes, sir. Yes, yes, Mr. That would be like 200. I need the 200s. All right. I'm calling Steve right now. God, you're such a dick. I'm just kidding. Steve DiFilippo is... uh, is, uh, If if you don't know who Steve DiFilippo is, I can't... uh, Why am I stumbling over my own... It's an Italian thing. Yeah. You you okay? No, not really. (laughs) I'm a little thirsty. I could use a Snapple. Maybe he doesn't... Hi. Steve. Is this Steve? Yes, is he. How are you? Steve, we're live on the Planet Mikey podcast with hey, Mike. Yes. Mike. Yes. You're going to do Sammy Davis Jr.? I, I want you to do, you, you got to do a little Sammy. I, even, I don't know if the audience knows who the hell that is, but. Well, you know, oh, trust me, this thing, audience man. does. Sammy Davis Jr., man, was a singer. You know, he did, who can take a rainbow, chick a chick a chick chick shove it up his butt. <laughs> I think, you know, do you the, remember? Do you remember you did that at Glenn's wedding? You took I over was, the wedding. I was I mean, drunk. They didn't even know who Glenn was after I, that wedding. I they was were like, so drunk. You know. Oh, another layer to that story. The uh, the Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, well, when he first picked up his wife, Sammy Davis picked up his wife at Altavis. Yeah. He said, "Oh man, babe, I'm, I've got a bad hip, but I could do stuff with you, man, <laughs> and I'll keep an eye out for you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, you're that's you're so good at that. Oh my god. You're I mean, like you're like the Boston Rich Little. <laughs> well, his career's over too. Yeah, Johnny Carson. I, hates I think you he's too. not coming down for breakfast, is he? Or? Well, you know, Steve, my, I'm back on the radio. You know, I'm on in Worcester, 100.1 FM, the Pike, and I'm uh, doing afternoon. I'm playing 80s music. It's awesome. Oh, fantastic! Uh, can I, I get it up in Wenham? 
Well, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. You can get it on the on the internet at, at pikefm.com. You can get it on uh, Alexa or whatever that is. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> now, Steve DeFilippo is not only one of our old friends, but he's he's had a great – for those of you that don't know, and most people do know all about your story, uh, this guy took – a, a, an inherent knowledge of the restaurant business and a skill for for dealing with people and making the customer first, and turned it into a a chain of tremendous restaurants yeah, all over yeah. America. Good ones, real yeah, good well, ones. Guess what? Guess who's unemployed right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's not for long, right? I mean, no, I mean we're coming back, yeah. but you know we we don't know when. I mean, I I'm hoping sometime in June. You know, I mean they. They let us open in Atlanta yesterday, yeah. but I decided not to because I think it's too early. Right. Um, you know, and so, you know, we, I think June maybe, you know. June, we'll yeah, goes. hopefully. Now, yeah. you the, you went from Newbury Street and, and then it was Arlington Street, right? And is it 75 Arlington Street? Yeah, yeah. Well, we moved – well, we're all over the place. But I we know. Moved, we moved – you know, it's kind of funny. We were on Newbury Street for 17 years. Yeah. Uh, and then we moved actually 17, now 18 years ago, we moved to Arlington Street. So the company is 35 years old. That's later. unbelievable to me. I know, I know. It doesn't seem possible. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm big, you know, I, I live uh, in Upton, so I go to the Patriot Place. Uh, but you got Philadelphia. Yeah. You got what, Manhattan, right? Yeah, yeah. Braintree. Yeah, I don't think you want to go to Manhattan tonight, though. Just saying, you, know? <laughs> no, I, I you might avoid want to that. take a pass on Manhattan. <laughs> I avoid that. Uh, Logan <laughs> Airport, Chestnut Hill, Linfield, which is the town you're from, right? Correct, yep. Uh, what did I miss? Did I miss any? Uh, yeah, oh, Philly. we're in Atlanta. Yeah. We're in King of Prussia or in California. I mean, there's 12 Davios. Wow, oh, that's man. great. It's such a, And you know what? I guess I say this not just because you're on the phone with me, but you know I go there. Everybody that goes there does says the same thing. That place is great, yep. and the people are uh, make a lot of the difference, too. It's not just how great well, the food is. The know, people are nice. I, I, I have to tell you, we have the people that we have in our company, they're just unbelievable. I mean, I'm just so blessed. I mean, like, I have, I was... I'm on this council for the mayor. I mean, uh, for the governor. Yeah, it's a council to decide, you know, how we're going to open up uh, from this uh, uh, pandemic. Yeah, and so some of my people found out. You know, it was it was a press release today, and it was you know the governor talked about, it. and I'm getting texts from all the people that work in the company, like servers, bartenders. And thanking me for you know helping out you know for doing this for the state. Oh, you know, that's that's the thing. kind of people we have. That's we yeah. care thing. so yeah. much about the industry. Oh, and they're, they're just—it's always—it's never a bad experience because the people help to make it so. But the food is great too. And we all know that. And a part of your sideline now is—is is you have branded products that are Davio's. Hold on. I was at Super, Sudbury Farm Supermarket and strolling down, just trying to get some protein, and I spy. This nice little package of sausage, and it says yeah. Davio's on it. I thought, well, holy crap. You know, Mikey, you never know when there's going to be a pandemic. You know what I'm saying, buddy? <laughs> um, you, know, you never know when uh, there's going to be a snowstorm. You know, I, I always tell people, if you can diverse your business and have a couple side things happen at the same time, uh, it, it helps. So, you know, we started the spring rolls 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, the Philly cheesesteak spring rolls. That's all over the country. Mm -hmm. We were blessed that that took off. And then, you know, we have a lot of other flavors and um, and then the sausage is relatively new. It's only been about a year and a half, but 
that's doing great. We oh. also do the Awaken 180 chicken. You know, I'm involved with that. Yes, I, I've heard the commercials with Awaken 180, and I and yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because you you designed a, a, a special menu that fits into their format uh, when the restaurants were all open, and I'm yeah. assuming well, that's going to. Re- I just got so fat, you know. I was, <laughs> you hang out with Glenn Woodway, you get fat. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I'm not five six like he is. I'm no. six feet, but still. No, he's know. he's got to the point now where he needs a bookmark just to <laughs> keep it between his chin and his mouth to know which which hole to put the food in. Now you know. No, we're kidding because I love him to death. Okay, me so too. Let's, you know, let's yeah. just make that. You know, and, you know I, I told joke. Glenn a long. Joking. I told Glenn a long time ago when he lost his job ever so briefly at WEI. I said, you know, Glenn, I know you'll land on your feet, and then I, I said. You know that you do have feet, right? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, what do you so do anyway, with your employees, so Steve? I got though? involved with that, you know, and I lost like 35 pounds. And then I started eating, you know, really well. And then I, and we thought, wow, you know, why don't we put a menu together? Yeah. Like we've been eating, you know, so it kind of just, it all involves, you know, it just got, it just, it was so amazing, you know, and, and the people that own that company are amazing and, uh, you know, I've just been blessed with that whole that whole thing. I mean, people see me running and they say, well, hey, there's the, you know, it's funny. Used to be the spring. First, I was the Davio's guy. Yeah. Then I became the Philly cheesesteak guy, right? Yes. Then, then <laughs> I became the 180 guy. Now I'm the sausage guy. People come <laughs> to me and say, oh, my God, I love your sausage. Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah, if only Fenway yeah. was open, you could move in down there on uh, Lansdowne Street and take over for the, <laughs> the sausage idea. business. Now, uh, you, yeah. your your employees love you. They all know they all know what a great guy you are, and it, and that mm-hmm. runs through all your restaurants. But what do you do? Like I got a friend Jimmy Dietz uh, uh, owns the uh, uh, the Joe Fish restaurants, and he's I, yeah, he's, I know him. He's, yeah. Jimmy's a good guy. He's got a program yeah. going where. Half of all the money from his gift cards he sells when they're not open, he's giving to his employees just to help him make ends meet. You've got great employees and lots of them with all these restaurants. How do you keep those guys well, from well, getting discouraged? We did a couple things. We fed them. You know, we we gave we have a lot of food that we've uh, been feeding them yeah. over the last you know six weeks. Uh, then you know, with the Greg Hill Foundation, we got involved with that. So you know, you know, but that is the Greg Hill Foundation. Yeah. So people can apply there. We also did. Uh, with Matt Light, we did another uh, organization that's with the National Restaurant Association. It's called LiftYourSpirits.org. So we did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we we've been helpful. I, you know, honestly, I didn't do the gift card thing um, because we're not open, and I just find right. it odd that you would sell a product that you can't use. Well, you don't so do to, I, you don't do curbside then. No, we're yeah. 100% closed now. Yeah. Joe Fish might be open, so they can still use it. That's so what they're I, doing. Yeah. I didn't feel that was kosher you know so yeah. that's why i didn't do that well i so mean you can't, you can't even buy a diver's gift card right now if you went online you, you can't we won't take it you know, well to, you know we're all hoping and that's every not just those of us in this room and you but everybody that's ever been to a davio's is hoping that you're first to come back and quick to come back yeah. and uh, to reestablish your unbelievable momentum and i'm pretty confident it's going to be within a month or two that everybody's rocking and rolling again steve well mike you know we, we all have to think though it's going to be different and not you know like look if I told you six weeks ago that you would go to a supermarket and everybody would be have gloves and a mask on yeah you would say I'm crazy right now when you go to a restaurant it's going to be different I mean you're you're going to walk in and everyone's going to have a mask on I mean we're just going to have to do it yeah the tables are going to be six feet apart you know you're not going to be you know um, the server is going to come over with a mask with gloves on and he's going to come over and put the silverware down in front of you. Right, there right. will not be a salt shaker on the table. Until right? I mean, there's a vaccine, this- right? You know, I mean, I mean, once there's a vaccine, people will be less paranoid about it. I have a good idea for masks though. 
I'm going to come up with a, a COVID-19 mask where you get one that looks just like your own face <laughs> so that people know it's you. Even though it's a mask, it still has that image of your face on it. And the only people who won't like those are the, are the ones that are really bank robbers. <laughs> what, what, what we're going to do is have your, a picture of you on your, <laughs> on, on your front side. We're going to have – everyone's going to have a picture, you know, like – Hello, my name is and yes. one of those little things. Right, so little that way people can see who is the person because I, I, I don't I don't like this. I, right. I want personality, you know, in our restaurant. I want it to look like robots and it's, it's right. just going <laughs> to we, we need to humanize these masks. I, you know, I know you're just being funny, but. Um, <laughs> well, not really. <laughs> not that funny. Well, Steve, honestly, we I want to wish you good luck. You're a great guy, and we all uh, we all know that you've done such unbelievable things with the the chain of Davios all over America now. And if you're in Philly, Atlanta, Manhattan, Linfield, Foxborough, downtown Boston, Braintree, I mean, I'm naming these off the top of my head. Right. Davios, when they come back, is your first stop, friends out there listening. Oh yeah, that's what you want to do. Steve? Yeah, well, thank you, Mike, and, you know, good luck with all of what you do, and, you know, we've been friends a long time, and, um, you know, you just you just won't go away, Mike. You just keep coming back. You <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what, you, I'm like a bad weed on your lawn. How I, many you comebacks can, have you? You stomp on me, and I keep growing. Thank you, I Steve. Knew you'd, I knew you'd come bring up weed somehow in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Steve DiFilippo. Have a all nice right. night, my friend. All right, buddy. We'll see you. Take, Take care, care of yourself. Bye. We're doing wellness checks on our good friends on the podcast, and we have lots of them. He's the best. He's a good guy. Yeah, those, of course uh, he is. And uh, those Phillies steak and cheese, yeah. uh, oh, spring rolls, egg rolls, whatever. Great. Tremendous. Unbelievable. Well, it, yeah. And his whole, I mean, you go to Davio's, you get something, you're always going to walk out of there going, that was great. That's just what happens. Yeah. You know. You know, and I got to meet the guy because when he did those um, Awaken 180 spots, yeah. it was the first time I ever met him. Really? And so they said, yeah. They said, well, you know, we're going to bring in uh, Steve DiFilippo uh, from Davio's. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So we came in, and this is, uh, I always like it when this happens. Some people come in to do commercials for different companies, and they're just the spokesperson. They just, you know, they really, it's, they're getting paid, or they're just doing it for a favor. Steve came in, totally enthusiastic. It was all yeah. real. Well, he's like that in everything. Yeah, but he, he took the program. I met Paige, who, uh, who runs the place. My sister's name is Paige. Well, there you she go. She doesn't look anything like that, Paige. <laughs> a little bit. She looks like me. But everything you hear in those commercials is true, which is kind of a, it's kind of a nice thing when people come in to do yeah, that. Yeah, I saw yeah. it, especially yeah. when Dale Speaking. started doing it, and yeah. then <laughs> Big Andy started doing it. I, Andy lost I'm a lot of weight. sitting in the room with them, yeah. watching the two of them just yeah. melt, melt away. away, and I was just like, good for you guys. Andy yes. lost a big, he lost 120 pounds or something like that. Yeah, so unbelievable. It works. Uh, now, speaking of big people who lost a lot of weight, yeah. Pete Shepard lost a lot of weight at one point in time, didn't he? He went from uh, 500 to about 410. <laughs> yeah, but that was just uh, <laughs> sweat. <laughs> no. We got was, Pete Shepard. It was Shepherd. an afternoon in the studio. <laughs> We're going to call Pete. He's in Florida. Are we, are you got that thing cranked up? I that do. It's, it's fact, like a phone over there that you got yeah. going. Yeah. It's a rotary. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I would tell Pete a Florida story, too, while I'm at it. Is this Pete? Hey, 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 Bill. Hey, hey oh, no, it's Mikey. It's Mike and Bill. And Bill. And, and, and Ben. Oh, hey, and what's ben. happening? Sorry. We're live on the <laughs> air, man. We're live, Pete, so don't fucking swear, will you? Absolutely not, my <laughs> angel of a man. How you doing? <laughs> we're good. We just got off the phone with Steve DiFilippo, and we were talking about uh, what's happened to the restaurant business. The good news is you and I and Ben and, and Bill are all involved in radio, and that doesn't, that doesn't uh, go out of business. Right. Yeah. Well, no, no it, it doesn't. But we. I mean, I love. I, I love Steve to death. God, I miss him. I wish uh, we actually have some decent Italian restaurants down here, all run by um, New Englanders. Yeah. But uh, not um, Davio's. Uh, I'd, I'd welcome 
want to. I'd welcome Davios in Southwest Florida. Wouldn't that be, be great? great? Yeah, and he's put them oh, all yeah. over the place now. Two Pete, he's got him. He's got Atlanta. We were just talking to him. He's got him in Atlanta, New York, Philly. They got to put one in, in the uh, Greater Fort Myers area because there's so many uh, New Englanders down there that would already love what he's got. You know. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No, it's great. So how are you guys doing? Hey, I'm watching two turtles having sex across my uh, pond here in the fifth hole. Yeah, How's no that? way. <laughs> The, the guy, oh, yeah. the guy turtle, saying to the to the girl turtle, "Come on, baby, come out of your shell." <laughs> I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. No, I want you to actually make it a video and do play by play. The other turtle saying, "No, slower, honey, slower." Um, so, how you feeling? Down, down goes turtle. Down goes. <laughs> what, are they on a, like a lily pad of love? I mean, where are they doing this in the in the bushes? Where you know? Uh, uh, they were they were mating, and uh, I live on a. I know you guys know now. I think I, I live in a beautiful uh, golf course, Country Club here at Purdue National, and uh, they were mating in the water. And honest to God, it's about we had a lot of gators on this course. They don't bother anybody. We love it. It's like Jurassic Park down here. It was like a seven footer, a little baby one. Kind of thought was going to eat them before they had a chance to, you know, finish snooky. But then they <laughs> swam across, and oh, they did something in the pond. Then they swam across, and. Uh, one of them seemed like he had a cigarette in his mouth. But, uh, <laughs> the post-turtle the post sex got, cigarette. Oh, yeah, they were in bliss. They were in turtle bliss, but uh, they took care of business. I think we found the title of this episode, yeah. Two Turtles but, Fucking. I think that's right. We should be called <laughs> Two Turtles Fucking. Yeah. Now, Pete's at 99.3. Now, I haven't listened to you live on terrestrial radio, but you're on the Internet as well. And it's ESPN uh, uh, 99.3? Yeah, 99.3 ESPN Southwest Florida. Just, uh, you know, we take no orders from uh, Bristol, but like, you know. And wait a minute. We're an affiliate. And, uh, yeah, no, the the Sheeman and Shepard show, it's going uh, going really, really well. Our ratings have uh, been through the roof the last couple of years. And it's almost celebrating, believe it or not, our three-year anniversary. Wow. I got to ask you, Mikey. Yeah, I got to ask you. So how are you and everybody up there? How you do? Because we have a little more. In fact, the beaches opened up in uh, yesterday for Fort Myers Beach residents only. However, yeah, the Lee County beaches are opening up tomorrow, and Collier County, which is Naples and those snot rags, opening up on Thursday. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's a beach for God's sake. It's in the sunshine, fresh air. You can't walk around ten feet apart from yeah. somebody else on the beach. I mean, anybody that thinks, and the same thing with golf, Pete. I'm so pissed at Charlie Baker. The golf courses in Massachusetts are closed. They're open in Connecticut. That is a Ridiculous. social distancing sport. Well, here's the thing. I mean, lucky here at our, at least at our place, we've been, I've been able to play golf. Thank God. Um, that's by, you know, I play three or four times a week before the show. Cause I can get out early and get, I get done in two and a half, three hours, yeah. 18 holes. And, but thank God for that. I mean, social distancing, everybody has their own sure. separate cart and everybody, you know, it's, it's been, it's, it, it's okay. I mean, you, the tennis, the tennis, you know, a holes are pissed off because they can't play tennis. Um, but that's—I uh, don't care about them. Um, I don't either. You know, they can go. They can go take a but d- I shit in their hat. I think your golf courses are going to open up at least social distancing. Everybody have their own cart, which saves a lot of time. By the way, there's yes. no reason to play golf 
18 holes. With two carts. With two people in a cart. three yeah. hours and 15 minutes when you have your own cart. Absolutely nope. no reason. And I could get used to that, Pete. I, I think they should adopt that at all golf courses to bring the sport back. First of all, that's a way to do it. You go right to your ball. You're ready to hit. You don't have to screw around, take the other guy looking for his ball, you know, in the car. You go to yours, and everybody goes to their own. I think it's it's tremendous. How is uh, how, how do you get along with uh, is it Craig Sheeman? Sheeman? Oh, Craig, oh, Craig, oh, Craig's great. Yeah, is he a good oh, guy? I'm gonna feel bad. For he's a Lions fan, so he's gonna go through hell. Ooh. You know, we all bust each other's balls. You know, because you know he's a Lions fan. He he tries uh, his anti-patriot stuff, but they, you know, and Chris is a Miami fan, so uh, Dolphin fan. They, you know, they're trying their best. And look, my, I, I'm I'm glad. Uh, and in a way, it's a little refreshing that next year with the AFC East is going to be. I mean, that's a crapshoot. I mean, anybody anybody can win. It's going to be it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I, I like Tua. I, I mean, and it's good for Miami. Of course, Brady and Gronk being down here is just like yeah. I was going to ask you. you. Can't imagine the te- the text and the, and the uh, social media stuff. Of course, I I did. I mind tricked them both here. So yeah, it's my it, I I, I take. Uh, I take a lot of um, I take a lot of pleasure in knowing that uh, they follow me down here. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Who, okay, so now you got you got uh, Belichick and whoever he puts together with with a, what's a pretty solid defense, but no Brady. You got Brady and Gronk getting to down, getting together down in Tampa. Who? Which team wins more total victories for the season? The Patriots or Tampa Bay? Well, here's the thing. If you look at the schedule um, and everything else. Look, I'm a big Jared Siddham fan. I watch, Mike, you know, I'm, I'm not a typical New Englander, although I think that stuff gets overblown. I love college football. I love Jared Siddham. I think Jared Siddham is going to – there's a reason why they didn't draft another quarterback. Jared Siddham is a damn good quarterback. I think you just give him a chance, Patriot fans. you got to give him a year. But no question, Tom Brady and Gronk down here, if he stays reasonably healthy, and either if they don't, which is why they're not going to trade, I don't believe, O.J. Howard – or Cameron Bray, the other two tight ends that they have. And, and you got, are you kidding me? Godwin and Evans. This is the best offense he's had, in my opinion, since 2010. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that because 2007 was unique and 2010 was almost as good. Yeah. If you look at it, a lot of weapons. Crumpler, Crumpler dropping that fucking <laughs> touchdown pass against the Jets in the 2010. Uh, his playoff. name is but Algae. That, you know, I mean, I mean, how do you expect this to be successful when your name is Algae? <laughs> you know, that's a bad name. So now, have you heard the story about the new kicker? What's his name? Roarwasser? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and look, I mean, the uh, I know the whole story about you know the free what the yeah. tattoo that he got was supposed to be. Uh, a symbol from his parents in the military, and it goes back to you know way back in the day. Of it. it's a, it's a, it's a, actually a tattoo of respect. The problem is, does anybody really think being at Marshall that with the African American player? Yeah, he's a white supremacist. He's a white supremacist. Not going to be a big deal. I mean, all of a sudden it's a big deal, yeah. and now he's going to have it removed. And I get it. And I know some you know white racist uh, Aryan idiots are. Using that same tattoo, but I don't. I, I don't put him in that category. No, you really think in that conference and in, and in West Virginia, and I know West Virginia, but I mean, and at Marshall, you think his African American teammates would not have said something back then if it was if it was like this big deal? It's so yeah, and it's you know, not a swastika. You know what I mean? I'm not sure I would have known about it because I didn't even know about it until the story no, came out. No. I didn't know about the three percenters. I didn't know any of that stuff until this story came out. So it's likely. 
the his teammates would not have known either. Right, I don't, right. Maybe and, they're and from plus, a different part of the country, though. Tattoos are kind of yeah. almost private and personal. I don't even know. With a lot of these players in the NBA, you can't even read. There's so many tattoos on their backs. Doesn't isn't the chosen one uh, on on uh, LeBron's back? But but I got to tell you this, and I wanted you. Um, I'm glad you brought it up because of West Virginia. And have you guys seen? Do you guys get Amazon Prime? Do you guys get Prime? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to watch. I swear to God. Did you guys watch uh, Tiger King on Netflix? Oh, I did not because did. I'm going to binge watch it, I think. <laughs> okay. Uh, screw that. It, this this show, <laughs> which is Meet the Whites, it's their real last name <laughs> or the, the I, forget, I forget the official name of it. It's called the, the Real Generation of um, the Whites. It's the Wild one and- episode. It's a 90-minute documentary on Amazon mm-hmm. about this shit-kicking hick family from West Virginia. And it makes Tiger King look like Sesame Street. Is that right? You gotta watch it. it it's you gotta a, watch it. It's named- Mikey, you will you guys, Mikey Bill, you guys, you guys will Not freak me. out when you see it. Uh <laughs> Pete, the name is the Wild and Wonderful, Wonderful Whites of West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. That's, That's I'm gonna it. check it out. I will I promise you, Pete, on your recommendation, because you you know, you don't screw around with this shit. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Mikey, check it out. You will sit there and go, you you will sit there and go, it makes Tiger King look you won't even you be like, oh my God, this is like romper room. This is nothing. <laughs> these people, these people and the fact that they let a camera crew follow them around for eight year eight months to a year yeah. is uh is amazing. But you'll uh, I, I recommend it. You wanna sit back, you know and, and check the whole roll thing. A do- out. Roll a doobie, have a couple <laughs> of cocktails, you All know, right. vodka sodas, whatever, and watch that. You will I'm gonna absolutely jaw dropping lose it. I'm gonna do it now. I got three tattoos of my own. You know, I lost two bets on the air. I, I got the Yankee tattoo on my left ass cheek. On my right ass cheek, I got the Orlando Magic. Thanks, LeBron. That's why I hate LeBron, by you the know, way. And then I right, got one right before, right, right before you guys call. I'm sitting here, and I don't, I don't like watching old time heartbreaking losses. So, but before I switch to a couple of other shows, I uh, ESPN today is showing Game Seven of 2003, uh, Yankees Red Sox. Yeah. So I watched the first inning only because um, Larry Walker, what an unbelievable at bat against Clemens. He had uh, 10 or 11 pitches to get the base hit. Todd Walker. And then he tags, he tags up. Todd yeah, Walker. Todd Walker. He tags, he tags up on. Um, of course, Larry Walker's a Canadian Hall yeah. of Famer. Uh, he and Ferguson Jenkins, the only two from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but I can only watch the first half inning because I was there. We were there doing our show that night. You were, on, were you on? No, no. Were you on after? No, you weren't on after. Probably. I forget. I don't remember. 2003. I forget. All I know is <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I actually sat in the stands for that game, courtesy of somebody I won't, because uh, we did our show from the booth that night. Yeah. And then uh, I moved to the stands and it was just, um, you know. All that crap happened. I can't. I, I can't. I can't rewatch all that heartbreaking crap. I won't. I won't do it. No, I don't do that either. I don't, especially when you already know yeah. the ending, right? Well, we yeah. wanted to check in with you, Pete, because we love you, and we and everybody up here misses you. And whenever we mentioned Pete Shepard, your birthday came. I put a tweet out there. It's the most tweets I've had in a month. Yep. Uh, because people, everybody loves Pete Shepard. I just want. We want to make sure you're doing okay during this goddamn pandemic. Yeah, we're doing great. My wife, Elaine, is great. No, we're hanging in there. Actually, she just went up. This is a great place uh, in Bonita Springs, called, and they're from New England that run it, I believe. It's called uh, Doug's. And she just brought back, you know, we try to support the local businesses once or twice a week. Yeah. And I have one of the most amazing lobster rolls that I'm going to dine on in a few oh, seconds after I get off the air with that's you. I big. mean, this is, they have a hot one and a cold one with the buttered roll, and the hot one is different. As most of you guys know, 
<laughs> and she got, they only it's had like whole a guy belly with two, clams. Guy with two wives. whole belly clams, so she's chowing down on those. Wow. Well, you give my best to her and our best to you from all of us up here, and we'll be in touch, my friend. Stay healthy. All right. Love you guys, and thanks, everybody, for all the support. Thanks, and, Pete. And uh, we will talk soon, Mikey. Love you. Get, get, all right, Nick, man. When you're down here, we're going golfing for the whole week. And I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there, too, buddy. Yeah, why don't we do the show from Pete's house? We should. <laughs> we can get yeah. some lobster rolls for ourselves. Pete, take care, buddy. <laughs> All right, bud. Take care. That's Pete Shepard, Pete the Meat, the famous uh, longtime contributor to WEEI and the big show. And the great thing about Pete is he never hesitated to say exactly what he was thinking. Remember when he exited and he was talking about the the, the upper management? And the, oh, my God, he just you unloaded, know, didn't he? That, unloaded on Jeff Brown That on should air. have been a movie. That, that was great. Not just Jeff Brown, but uh, above him even. You know, yeah, Pete was funny. Pete, he went after Pete's, everybody. Pete's great. All right, so now... We have uh, somebody else to check in on, and it's, uh, it's the, sp- the spaceman, right? You got his number? Yep, we got it right here. I don't even know what time it is. I lose all track of time when I'm talking to my friends. Oh, there's the phone ringing. In Vermont, they have uh, phones that ring in Vermont. Yep. Hello? Hey, it's a landline in Craftsbury, Vermont, and you're, you're on the air, Bill. Well, I'll be. The sun's just setting over Stoner Ridge. What an ap- opportune time. <laughs> Stoner Ridge. You know, we just got off the phone with Pete Shepard. <laughs> Pete Shepard is down in Florida, and he's just the same crackpot that he always was. But uh, we're glad to have him. We're checking in with our friends. We're doing wellness checks. And uh, Yeah, well, I'm glad you called. You know, I've been up here, and I, I kind of like this. COVID-19. I've got a lot done. The house is scraped, ready to be painted. My back deck is on. I got a garden going. I'm going to plant hemp and I'm allowed six plants. So I'm looking for blue indigo. Have you ever had any, <laughs> have you ever had any luck growing weed before? Uh, you know, either. No, in no. The deer eat it before it's harvested or the locals come, they sniff it out. Oh, really? Seriously. So they know where it is. Boy, they got a nose for pot. What was the first time you ever how old were you and what were you doing baseball wise when you first decided that you were gonna try weed? Uh USC. Yeah. I was with a bunch of long distance runners who used to smoke it because it increased their lung capacity and they could run longer and further. They were using it as an expander. You know, and getting high ain't bad either, I guess, because it kills the pain. And, uh, you know, now it's good for chemotherapy, AIDS drugs. You know, in San Francisco, they put it in brownies and everybody ate it there. The mayor ate it and everybody ate it. Yeah. You know, it's it's, uh, probably one of the great substances on the planet Earth. Well, you know, Bob LaBelle has been, you know, for a long time, he's the anchor on Channel 4. And, you know, no one ever would have thought... Once he got to the point where he was having knee and hip replacement surgeries and, you know, uh, spinal stenosis and all kinds of things causing him pain, he went to the edible cannabis bill, and it's been a miracle drug for him. Well, if he had smoked it early in his career, he never would have had them problems. (laughs) That's that's probably true. That's probably true. That's the way I look at it. You know, I'm I'm up on a 20-foot ladder. I've I've scraped the whole front of my house, and I haven't fallen off once. <laughs> well, you know, all you need is uh, to get. Oh, I was, I was. I'm thinking of investing in those. You know, those gutter filters, so you don't have to clean your gutters. Oh, yeah, the yeah. leaf leaf guard. What do you think of those? What do you guys think of those? Is the thing because I no, I, I tell you, mine have fallen off. The other day, my well went dry, and uh, I took the gutters when we had a thunderstorm. And I ran it into my well, and it filled it right back up. Uh, that's that's see, yeah, there's just, there's only no problems, only solutions. Yep. 
That's uh, for, right. That's why you got to smoke the weed at times of crisis. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I saw uh, a story come over on Twitter. It was actually a tweet sent from one guy uh, to uh, to Chad Finn, and it had a picture they took of a page from a book that somebody wrote, uh, 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 actually relayed one of your stories from, I think, The Wrong Stuff, your first book, right? Yes. And it was a <laughs> – I got to get to the bottom of this, though, because it was so weird to see it, it, only a part of it. It was a story that related to – I think it was from 1975, and you had – 74, I, Judge Arthur Garrity. Okay. Judge Garrity was the, was the busing guy, and Dapper O'Neill was a politician. Yeah, he was a Harvard graduate. He was a really guy. He was a sergeant during World War II. You know, he fought over in Europe and a uh, great man. And you were in favor of busing uh, at that point in time, and you, you, you were being vocal about it? No. I, here's what happened. Yastrzemski, I think, almost broke his hand. He struck out and threw his bat, and I kicked a trash can, and they were yelling, and I came in. And I said, you know, Judge Arthur Garrity's the only Irishman with any balls in this town, you know? And then everybody said, well, you, you did judge out the guy named Dapper O'Neill, that was the guy, sent me a letter. Yeah. And he said, Bill, we have a serialist problem in this town, and I pitch better in your best days, and you probably don't have the guts to write me back. And I picked up some paper, and I said, Dear Dapper, I hate to tell you this, but some asshole's got a hold of your stationery and been writing me letters. <laughs> <laughs> Dapper O'Neill. Now, he, he died in 07 at the age of 87, but he was actually a registered Democrat who was a conservative. Right? That's that's uh, that's an oxymoron right there. <laughs> well, he was a moron. I don't know what the oxy part was. That's an oxycontin moron. That, it was a tough time though in the seventies with that busing thing going on, and you know, and you were kind of a lightning rod for. Uh, uh, you you mentioned something about well, you know, they'll probably get mad at, at let them get mad at you and not Yaz for striking out or something, right? That's exactly right. I took the burden and the heat, and then afterwards, these people came and a bunch of Irishmen came to my house. It was in Stoughton. I think it was the first time I was in that condominium down there on Patricia Drive. And they wanted to kill me. They were going to go out and they said, you, you can't say this. I said, listen, I didn't agree with what he said. I just said it takes a lot of guts to be a federal judge, to be Irish, and then to uphold the law. I said, it, that's all it did. I didn't say he was for it or against it. I said it takes a lot of guts. And they went, let's go have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that. That's that was the end of that. You get an Irishman to go into a bar, the fight's over until they're drunk, and then the fight will start up again. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like my favorite Irish joke of all time. The Irish guy's sitting at a bar drinking, and uh, and uh, the bartender comes over. He goes, Patrick, looks like your glass is empty. Would you like another? And he says, what in the fuck would I want another empty glass for? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, I know. I love it. I was thinking of the bar, Donovan's, down there in uh, Faneuil Hall, the oldest bar. And I drank there all the time. And Diane and I got hammered one winter. We closed the bar. And we were walking back to our hotel over off of Washington Avenue. And uh, she tried to dump me in her trash can, you know, and I grabbed any, any her. Any reason? And she tried to throw me through the Macy's window. And next thing, a cop appears. And then two cops appear, and we're still fighting, duking it out, heading to the hotel. Then four cops. Uh, finally, the cop opens the door. Two of them escort us into the elevator, and they go, have a good night, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, celebrity has this is a great town or what? It's a great. Hey, I wanted to ask you a story you told me a long time ago. I want to make sure that you told me this and it was true. 
You told me that Pete Rose's new wife was driving his ex-wife's Mercedes. Yes. And what and and what happened? And his his ex-wife saw her. Uh, what's her name? Kath Karen, and and did a citizen's arrest on her in downtown Cincinnati and had the cops take her away <laughs> for driving the her car Mercedes. Was still registered in his in his ex-wife's name. So Pete Rose's ex-wife uh, had a citizen's arrest put on the new wife for driving her old Mercedes. Yeah, and the next year I'm in a golf tournament with my dad and my uncle, and we're in. Uh, uh, um, What's the name of that town where they make all the cabbages and stuff uh, on the coast of California? I don't know. San Marino or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> Santa Maria. No, yeah, Santa Mar- Anyway, they're out there on the golf course, and she goes down to tee up her tee, right? Yeah. She tees up the ball, and my dad looks over at her. And he goes, honey, is that a quarter in your pocket? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, I got to ask you one more. We're doing a wellness check. I think Bill's fine. Don't you all think he's fine? Yeah, he's fine. You yeah. sound fine, man. And uh, but I want to ask you the story because you and I are talking about this, and, and I, I was at this game. It was two games that were the lo- first of all. Tell me the longest complete game in history. This is an incredible because they don't happen anymore. Yeah, it, it was against Baltimore. It was a day game. I had run to the ballpark. I started, I think there was a rain delay after the first inning. There was a rain delay in the fifth inning, and I was against Jim Palmer. He stopped. I finished the game at 9.35, and it turned out to be a six-hour and 27-inning, 10-inning complete game, and I pitched the whole damn thing. (laughs) So you actually had to work for six hours to get your pay that day. Unbelievable. <laughs> now, after two rain delays, though, how did you keep loose? I got a bad case of bursitis. I can't keep loose when I'm raking leaves. Uh, you know, but- I used to do it up in Montreal. I would take naps. I would lay under the training table or I'd lay under the where the family was and the kids would be jumping up and down on me, and they'd come get me. I'd come out and I'd throw the 10th inning all the time. I would run foul line to foul line during a rain delay. The crowd would yell, 50,000 people in Montreal. And I would do that, and I went out and I'd start warming up back at second base. Yeah. And I'd throw my first few balls at second base. I'd get up the mound, standing ovation, and that's when uh, we almost won the pennant. Well, Montreal, you did almost lead them to the pennant. You got fired from your job because after you led the team in both batting average and ERA, which is an incredible stat. But uh, in, what do they call you up there in Montreal? They have a French name for you? Oh, yeah, El Papillon, El Homme de la Spacio. <laughs> Somebody asked you once on an interview program, whether was there is there life on other planets? And you said, yeah, but they're not going to stop here. What are they going to do? Stop here for water? And then, boom, Frappe LaRue. <laughs> Fra- <laughs> Frappe LaRue, doesn't it mean hit the road? Yeah, Frappe LaRue or the trainer of the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Buddy LaRue. Yeah, yes. whack, whack a trainer, Frappe LaRue. You mentioned to me that you got uh, you had one game where you got yelled at by both managers, uh, the uh, the opposite. Chuck Tanner was it in the White Sox? That was the other rain game that uh, everybody remembers. Where I went out yeah, and they Fenway. wouldn't call a game, and I threw 18 straight EFIS pitches, and Bill Melton hit the last pitch. And I remember it was a semi-line drive off my chest in the rain. It fell down towards the third baseline. I went over, picked it up, threw under, and then I slid in the water, and I laid out like a cross. I looked like freaking Charlton Heston, you know, and uh, I laid there for like five minutes, got a standing ovation. But the, after the ball hits you in the chest. 
No, it hit me right in the chest. I never yeah. got my glove on it, but I kept it in front of me and I played it <laughs> off good. and I threw him out for the final out. And, uh, and people both, remember that game is probably one of the greatest games I ever threw too. Was it Chuck Tanner and Zimmer yelling at you? Yeah, Tanner was yelling at me. Zimmer, everybody was yelling at me. They say you're making a mockery of the game. I go, they can't hit it. It's coming out of the clouds. <laughs> Bill Lee, the spaceman in Vermont. We we, we want to make sure you're okay. You sound great. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice night, my friend. You bet. Bye bye. There he is. He's an absolute nut. See, the thing is, he's got so many stories. He just, you know. He could talk about anything. He's one of those guys who could talk his way out of jail. Hey, you know, here's a guy who should miss his calling. <laughs> it sounds like he did talk his way out of jail. <laughs> yeah. You heard the story. Yeah. He should have had a radio show. All right. This, what would we do without Florida? One story from Florida to close the program tonight. You ready? Go ahead. A Florida man, That's Pete Shepard. Let me put on my news voice. A Florida man allegedly tried to blame a weapons bust on John Wick, the legendary assassin played by Keanu Reeves in the uh, eponymous movie franchise, according to a new report. Got the cops confronted Getro Gellin, age 27, at his Port St. Lucie home Sunday after a woman told police he shoved her to the ground and threatened her with a firearm. The woman told authorities Gellin may have stashed the weapon in his Porsche SUV. Cops searched the vehicle. They found a Glock 21 pistol, uh -huh. a semi-automatic rifle, a bulletproof vest, <laughs> according to the report. When they asked Gellin to explain, he explained that the SUV wasn't even his anymore, that he'd sold it to his cousin John Wick. Now, this, this, this was a black man, <laughs> first of all, and he later admitted so? that, well, no, because you don't have cousins that are white, right, if you're black? I do. Well, I'm white, and I have a cousin who's black. You do? Well, yes. wait, by, not by blood, though, by, by marriage. By blood? Well, how, how'd that happen? <laughs> My uncle, a white man, slept with a black woman, married her. Okay, I take it all back. <laughs> Maybe he so, so this uh, is know, possible. Maybe his cousin is John Wick. Then I immediately thought, well, no. How could he have a, a white cousin like Keanu Reeves? But you're right. You it's have possible. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't sorry. matter because the guy was arrested and thrown in jail for domestic battery and assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, th goodbye, Getro Gellin, age 27. <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> he said the SUV. He sold it to his cousin John Wick. Now he later admitted. That that was a lie, but he, oh, would, really? he wouldn't reveal his real cousin's uh, name. See, yes. Juan Wick. So, anyway, his name is Getro. Has you ever heard of something named G E T R O? Getro? No. Sounds like one of the, one of the, uh, the Jetsons. Getro. Yeah. No. Meet George Getro. Daughter Getro. Jane, his wife. His dog, Elroy. All right, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Bye, everybody.